Oh, 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 we're in. Are we live? We're we're live. We're, live. we're coming doing at you pre-recorded. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, we're uh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I got it. I, think I got it all, now. I mean, they're all aren't they all pre-recorded? Like, isn't that how recording yeah. works? I, I mean, no, I do mine live. I do my audio live. <laughs> Audience, if you're listening to this, they pre-record, and as you're listening, whenever you choose to listen, I have a little microphone wherever I'm at, and I get a little notification, and I whisper random things. So if it ever sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about, that's why. Yeah, that's why Jake sounds so nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. Well, <laughs> hello and welcome back. Um, we're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I am Jake. Imagine having 12 kids. <laughs> well, that certainly would be a big family. Um, and that fits today's bracket. Miraculously, it's the big bracket. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Come along and find out, because I'm not sure any of us know either. Well, it's my job to explain the bracket, so I'm going to do my best job. We picked <laughs> movies with big in them. That's it. That's the that's the thing. Big as it could be in the title, could be in the contents. Um, <laughs> like Jake said, Big Family. One of our movies today, of course, is Cheaper by the Dozen. But should we do some spoiler warnings? Yeah. Uh, we're going to be spoiling these movies and so many other movies. So much other media will be spoiled <laughs> during this episode. Please watch out. If anything, if you don't like spoilers, man, oh man, is this not for you? <laughs> really? You just need to watch every movie um, to make sure nothing mm. can be spoiled when watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> There's that joke. Um, so coming at you today, we've got Pacific Rim versus Big Hero 6. And then as Alex mentioned just a moment ago, on um, the second half of the episode, we've got Cheaper by the Dozen versus The Big Sick. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot that was our second matchup, not our first matchup. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Big fun. You teased them. You did a little tease. A little tease. Someone should do like a big count and say how many times we say the word big. Okay. All right. Matthew volunteered. Keep in mind, audience. No. Matthew will be keeping count. <laughs> I was actually Matthew asking stands. for an audience member. Yeah, there we go. Matthew I'll, stands I'll yeah, Matt, put him the you stands. in charge. Uh, whenever in Matthew says yes to something, it actually falls on you guys. So. <laughs> Be careful who you stand. This is a real life lesson in stand yeah. culture. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'm a pretty good stand daddy. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Matthew 2021. Matthew That's going to be the damn. whole audiogram that we put on Instagram. It's just going to be Matt saying, I'm a pretty good stand daddy. Stand daddy. <laughs> on loop, too. Not like just I'm a, a pretty second stand clip, daddy. like a 30 I'm a minute good clip. Stand daddy. I'm a pretty good stand daddy. <laughs> that sounds like a GoDaddy like sister company. You remember those yeah. commercials? I do. Why do those Danica commercials Patrick? happen? Like those, like Super Bowl. They would always be the Super Bowl. It's like GoDaddy, and it'd always be like just sex, basically. I like don't okay. get what GoDaddy is. Isn't it like a thing for like <laughs> make businesses? They their website hosting. Oh, why is it so? Sexy? I thought it was something to do with sex. Yeah, yeah. That's why why is they it sort so of sexy? 
that's why they sort of rebranded all their modern ads are no longer sexy ads. They're now like build a fast, efficient business with GoDaddy. Wait, really? Yes. I, well, I guess I haven't seen a Super Bowl commercial with them in a long time. I just automatically assume they're sexy. Not anymore. They haven't been for a couple of years now. They haven't been like to you sexy or like, are they still objectively <laughs> sexy? You're just not no longer physically attracted to them. <laughs> Yeah, as my tastes have changed, GoDaddy has failed to appeal to them. So therefore, GoDaddy no longer gets my business. Go, go, GoDaddy. No, that's GoAuto. That's a whole other thing. Never All mind. Right. Anyway. Uh, we are not here rating uh, advertisements. <laughs> though if you want to see us do a bracket on <laughs> on ads. The bonus episode, if I've ever heard of one. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, we should do like a giant, like 64 ad a bracket giant or something. Bracket. <laughs> that would be so funny. Each matchup is like five minutes. That'd be pretty good. All right. Well, jumping into this first matchup, Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce Pacific Rim? I would love to. Pacific Rim uh, by Guillermo del Toro, released in 2013. When huge alien monsters known as Kaiju rise out of the ocean, the world comes together to build giant mechs called Jaegers to kick alien ass. In the actual story of the movie, a retired Jaeger pilot named Riley returns to the uh, Jaeger program to join a last-ditch effort to close the alien portal and stop the threat once and for all. This movie is awesome. It's just so good. Uh, like, it has its issues for sure. Uh, namely, the acting of the um, male protagonist. Uh, but yeah, I think the rest of it's sucks. pretty good. <laughs> I think the graphics in this movie really hold up being from 2013. Like, I was going to say this uh, in our last episode if I wasn't sick. But, like, I don't think the graphics from Avatar super hold up. Like, whenever they're in Thank the light, so it like, looks kind of bad. Thank you so much. I am so attracted to you right now. If you were a GoDaddy ad, I would hit like, oh my God, thank you. I would use your business. Sorry, continue. I think the graphics in this movie totally hold up. They're so good. And it's only from like eight years ago or whatever, but it's still, I think they're super good. Um, but further than that, I think the emotional journeys that the like three lead characters go through are so like beautifully written in this movie, uh, even though the performance is bad. Um, the intricacy and beauty of a narrative where the plot revolves around finding your perfect partner. And it like, it's a romantic interest, I guess, between rally and Mako, but there's like more to it. It's more about like this mental connection and like emotional connection where you have to bear your whole soul and history to this person. I just think it's beautiful. It's so well done. The relationships are so good. Uh, yeah. What did you guys think of this movie? Yeah. I, I mean, I fuck with Pacific Rim, big robots fighting yeah. each other and with big monsters. You're right though. The graphics, like the Del Toro takes so much care. He is such like a, a beautiful, I love him as a director. He's one of my favorites. He's such a genuine man too. Like he just loves big or spooky monsters or sometimes both. And he believes in like genre and like when he won for shape of water and finally got like, you know, that kind of recognition for like the Oscars. Uh, I believe it should have been accomplished in pants labyrinth, but whatever. Um, I just, he was just so happy. Like, he was just, like, giggly on stage. And, like, this man, (laughs) 
he's cool. Like he's so cool and it makes me want to root for him so much. And his movies just have such cool inventive stuff in it. Uh, this lead protagonist sucks the life out of this yeah. movie though. Uh, his acting is really bad. I think, I just think there's a lot of unfortunate things about this movie that we will get into, which is like why, um, both of them kind of have this. It was like, oh man, no wonder why this didn't get an immediate sequel or is in production hell. Uh, but I like it. I like Pacific Rim. So knowledge, the my my two friends here are privy to. I love big monster. I love kaiju movies. Um, I have this strange relationship where I have tried to watch Pacific <laughs> Rim for years. So getting to finally watch it for this show um, and being able to actually stream it uh, was such a delight. Um, as Jake said, I am, uh, you know, so much love for Del Toro. He's so absurdly talented and every, I feel like every movie he makes is just crafted with so much love um, for genres. He holds very dear. Um, and that is so evident here that Del Toro loves Kaiju movies and wants to make it yeah. an awesome Kaiju movie. Um, I, I, I will say on the acting front, um, I did not notice. <laughs> The, wow. the problems as much, which I think <laughs> comes from the fact that you just the, saw it, big uh, monsters and you're like, yeah, no, I, I felt it was playing into sort of some uh, of the genre tropes of Kaiju. OK, because they're they're definitely like some yeah. of that. That's how it felt to me, which nice. is really, really funny. <laughs> um, I, I might have to like next time I, I watch it like come with a more critical <laughs> lens rather than like because i i felt it was like cheesy in like the the like kaiju yeah. movie See, I way i thought about that at first but then it just got unbearable like then he just got unlikable you know I what think, i mean i like, think a lot of the acting in it is like playing into that trope i think he is trying to play into that trope and it mm-hmm. just comes off as pretty bad yeah <laughs> he just kind of unsuccessfully sucks it yeah uh yeah the next movie it's uh going up against big hero 6 uh 2014 directed by don hall and chris williams uh this is about you know this prodigy in named hero who lives in the city of san francisco so cool amazing uh you know he has his older brother that he looks up to tadashi and he tragically dies in uh accident or is it <laughs> And uh, he has he built this companion Baymax, who's a uh, healthcare provider, big robot guy. Um, and in a turn of events, he's in the middle of a dangerous plot, and he has to get help from Baymax and the other friends from the university. And they're a band of high tech heroes. Uh, no pun intended. I love that his name's Hero, by the way. It's so good. I don't know. I just this is one of those movies where. Um, I find this, the reason why I like doing this podcast a lot and like forcing myself to rewatch some movies that I know, like I love and stuff is that I'm just remembering certain movies that genuinely meant so much to me that I just forgot meant so much to me. Like this was one of my like favorite um, Disney movies and like it reminds me of a relationship with my brother and this was like, this was like when we were finally starting to like get along in the earliest Olive Branch days, you know, talking. <laughs> And I remember him coming up to me and he was like, these brothers remind me of us, you know, in another timeline. And I was like, it was so wholesome. But then I watched the movie and 
spoilers, like Tanashi gets fucking I already said it, but he gets bodied like in the first like <laughs> he burns 15 to death. minutes and I was like, is Take that is child. that what you think? Of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I just love it. It's such a wholesome. It's a funny movie. Um I think it, it also suffers unfortunately from like forecasting sometimes. Uh but mm. in a different way um than Pacific Rim, which we can get up to when we compare them. But yeah, I just adore this movie. I think it is very sweet and it holds up. Uh what do you guys think? So I have seen this movie before. It is very fun, uh very cool. Yeah, I mean it was just it was a pleasure to rewatch. Uh though something that kind of stood out to me was I, I feel like it's just a little bit too short. Like the, there wasn't a lot of the development I wanted to see in some of the characters. It just never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like y- you spend time with this team, you get their sweet, like powering up montage where they're building their, their sweet suits. And then we get to see them be basically fucking inept the entire time until the very end, which doesn't feel gratifying. It's just like, okay. Mm. But I obviously understand the emotional core is between hero, his brother, deceased brother and Baymax, um, and sort of like that, that surrogacy. Yeah. But I mean, Overall, I, I love this movie. It is so much fun. And I love the aesthetic of um, San Francisco. Yeah, it's, it's so, so cool. So cool. So cool. Uh, I, it took me a really long time to see this movie. Like I didn't see this movie until like several years after it came out. But I adore this movie. I think it is so cool. Uh, I think the story is really beautifully written, Matt. I agree with you with the like hero team being pretty underdeveloped, but I think that is in place of mm-hmm. heroes, emotional journey. And also, mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name? What's the villain's name? Professor Callahan Callahan. Like I think yeah. his emotional journey is really interesting. I think it's written super well, which is really difficult to do mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. story where you don't know that he's the villain until the very end. But I guess I'm just going to start talking about it because I think this is like my favorite thing about this movie. The way that Callahan's story mirrors Hero's story and Callahan becomes a villain and Hero becomes a hero. Uh, Like Callahan loses his daughter, then like uses technology to get revenge, which is what Hero is trying to do the whole movie and then like turns. I just think it's like it's. Well, yeah, (sighs) I think it's so cool because like they set up the villain with the hero's hope. Like it's getting into the brothers like college and like the the thing he creates. I just think it's, yeah, it's phenomenal parallel storytelling. And it's like a showcase of grief, this whole thing. And like, are you satisfied with your care and all the like stages of grief? And like, they go through like, yeah, I I think it's a beautiful encapsulation of that. Um, Yeah. That's something I also took note of out there. They're setting up this big villain with the hero's literal hope. And that's pretty baller. (laughs) Um, And I think the payoff is really dope. I definitely agree. And I think it, it's um, just done. It's done so subtly. Like it's never like super in your face. Like he lost his daughter and that's why he's evil. And like, you could have been evil. Like, like I guess they kind of do, but it's never like really obvious that it's a mirror, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's, I think it's smart. Yeah. I do want to say uh, like, as a direct comment on our like reviews of it, I, I agree that like, cause I also took note that, oh man, I wish that we spent more time with the Bakira six, like the six of them. But also I took note in Pacific Rim. I also felt that that was a little too long. So it's kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, I just felt like there were some moments where I was like, okay, we're fighting again. And it just kind of 
there was no need for this big fight, even though it's really, really cool. From a story standpoint, I was like, we don't need it from a really cool. I was like, yeah. And I think that's well, more like the, Matthew's speed. The of, kaiju genre yeah. will not <laughs> please you then. <laughs> well, no, I just felt like with Pacific Rim, like it, it felt different because I love kaiju movies and like I get how big monster fights are big monster fights. But for Pacific Rim, I, it's, again, it's probably because the main protagonist is such a bore I, and well, he's so, so like... I, in terms of like the fights, like we don't need a fight here. I kind of disagree because like each fight is pretty purposeful in like it sets up either a character or it changes a relationship between characters or like it like changes the <laughs> dynamics of characters. Um, and granted, I think they go on really long, but I think that's because they had so many cool visuals they wanted to do like gypsy danger yeah. <laughs> using the like boat as a baseball bat and hitting the uh, kaiju in the that head. Was great. So cool. Yeah, that was great. The bit I'll sort of agree with you there. Jake on is that I do think that Pacific Rim dedicates several scenes to like introducing these other members of the team who <laughs> literally show up and then die and then in the die. first fight we see them body. in yeah which is so crazy to me that like they created like musical motifs for each of their jaegers that they that get used once it's so unfortunate because <laughs> like they built such a cool world like that's something in here both of these i, I was going to talk about like san francisco and whatever pacific rim's got going on with their kaiju Earth. like big robot <laughs> Yeah, kaiju uh, multi-dimensional like, <laughs> they're such cool worlds and it's so unfortunate like they feel so vivid that Pacific Rim like they work so hard on the world building aspect and that they couldn't build their world because I guarantee they probably would have built new like robot I don't know exactly all about the production of Pacific Rim 2 why it's been in production hell I, I really feel like it's it just came Pacific out. Rim 2 came out oh I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, it came it out. Came out. Uh, oh. Del Toro wasn't involved with it. Oh, that's why I was gonna say like it was. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, really fucking bad. Um, to <laughs> that's my knowledge, probably I why seen I it. blocked it out of my brain. <laughs> None of us have seen uh, it. When did it come out though? Twenty eighteen, I think. Oh, I mean, if Del Toro was had no part of it, that's interesting. I, I'll have to see the second one. He might have been like a producer or something on it, but yeah, he did not direct. Big sad. That's probably why I was immediately turned off of that movie. <laughs> I was like, if yeah, Del Toro's not returning, it's for a reason, and it's not going to have as much care as it does. Um, yeah, I, I, I did read the plot summary of it, and it sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say about um, those like side characters in Pacific Rim that you guys brought up of like the other Jaeger pilots who just immediately die, I think, yeah, they set them up and they do that, but... Like I would much rather them be like interesting, unique characters that I remember compared yeah. to just like stale toast. Like, oh, these are other Jaeger pilots, and then they suddenly die. You know? Yeah. Like, like it, you could it, do that. Like, it's the Suicide Squad problem. Like, you're setting them up to die, and like we know that they're gonna die, and then it's just like, all right, at least make them like really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Circling back on the world building comment that you yeah. made, Jake, I'm a little bit confused on. Because you said like it, it looks like Pacific Rim has all this cool world building and then doesn't have the world building and didn't really understand what that meant. Sorry, it doesn't have like it, it did all this thing to have such good world building, but it didn't let its characters like really like it had such cool like there was background corporation stuff. There was background like history of the kaiju and the robots. And like I just felt that there was so much history that we weren't privy to and it would have been cool to like fill in those gaps a little bit more. 
to make it more vibrant. Mm. And that's what I was hoping for in a, in a sequel or something. Obviously, I didn't <laughs> watch it. Uh, but yeah, it just felt like they were setting up to have such a cool... Because that's what sci-fi movies, like, if they're really good, they make their own history and world. They don't have to explain it. They don't have to be over the head with it. But I just wanted more from the world than, like, we got. I don't know that I fully I think that agree. was one of the... Go ahead, Alex. I, I think we're probably we're going to say the same thing, thing, Matt, that like it feels like they did all this world building and exposition in the very beginning, and then it becomes a very personal story. Like it's about the characters and their relationships and their experiences rather than the like history of the world. I also think there's this element that the way they set up the world um, leaves you very hungry for more yeah. in a, I think, what is a good way, not a bad way, at least in my opinion. Mm. Like, I think the idea of like celebrity, like Jaeger pilots becoming celebrities off the back of being really good at yeah. killing giant monsters is so interesting and cool. But I totally understand why the story doesn't really go into that. No, um, this is a worried on um, um, a world on the brink of the extinction. Like the kaiju black markets is like a super interesting concept. And I'm glad we get to see it like a window into it. Um Ron Perlman is wild in this movie. Dude, I love way. Hellboy. What a funny movie. Did you see the, Hellboy, the, the mid-credits scene? I didn't watch it this time. What is it? You see um, it cuts to the kaiju um, that ate uh, Ron Perlman. At, suddenly you see a little butterfly knife pierce through and tear <laughs> open its stomach as he steps out and goes, where's my shoe? Hell yeah. yeah. That's because so they're funny. not going to kill Ron fucking Perlman. Uh, the dude's dope. I just wanted... A Ron Perlman chart. I forgot Charlie Day was in this movie, guys. Yeah, me yeah. too. That, Charlie that Day in more movies. Did. I mean, he like almost didn't fit in this movie, <laughs> but also I love that he didn't fit in this movie. Like, I wanted just Charlie Day and Ron Perlman to do their own thing, and <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they they were like the fun didn't fit in this movie. When it comes to like Beckett, like there was a scene where he was like randomly chose to walk with like a limp and like grab his like crotch did you guys see that like he randomly in a scene where he's walking through the facility he just grabs his crotch and like does like the whole like um walking like this shit and i'm just like shut the fuck up it's so bad it's so bad i will say another unfortunate like for big hero six like they they got a tv series recently uh to explore the world a little bit more and uh the voice actor for baymax came back but also, I think hmm. maybe a reason why this didn't get like a Disney treatment of a sequel kind of right away was the cast isn't really that like um, there aren't big players in it so much. Yeah, outside yeah. of like Idris Elba. Um, um, well, like even in Big Hero Six, I mean, like in both, uh, of them. yeah, I mean, for, uh, for both of them, for both of them, like there weren't big players for both of them. I mean, in Pacific Rim, they like killed most of them. Um, and then the ones that are alive are people we don't really know. But in Big Hero Six, there aren't really big names either. And then one of the big names is like awful. Uh, TJ Miller is that TJ Miller? That is uh, TJ Miller. Yeah, that dude. And it's like, man, that sucks because it's really cool people, really cool characters. But like, I just don't think anyone was like, oh, they're coming back, and it's like super, super exciting. But I think with Big Hero Six, because it's like animated, I think they can get away with it a little bit more uh, because people aren't like fully. Like they may hear a voice be like, oh, I kind of recognize that person. But then when they Google him on IMDb, they're just like, oh, wait, I don't know them. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's very clearly like other production related elements 
um, and Pacific Rim's background of like creating the sequel more than just the names they've cast. But yeah, I do think that that's kind of an interesting point is um, the the casts are generally sort of an under the radar crew. Yeah. You know how <laughs> this is a side thing, but you know how Del Toro has Doug Jones, that dude who plays all like the he always dresses mm-hmm. up the as monster his monster boys and on them. Mm-hmm. It would have been so cool if randomly they had like an old Godzilla tactic of just having like a dress, a dude dressed up in a big costume <laughs> and like build like a puppet in perspective shift. And it's just like Doug Jones being like, <laughs> and like slap. <laughs> I wonder, cause they had that scene in like the montage in the beginning where they were like, Kaiju are so like uh, Kaiju and Jaegers are celebrities. And they had like a guy oh, on the talk the show dressed up as, a, up as like a dude, kid if that Jaeger. Was Doug I, Jones, if that was Doug Jones, that'd be so funny. I would have Secretly lost was. my shit. Oh, that's fun. It'd be amazing. Um, two things I want to call out that I just think are super fun from Pacific Rim because we're just throwing things out. Um, one, the fact that they like throw out in a like single line dinosaurs from the original like <laughs> yeah. kaiju sent from that world yeah. and they don't touch it further and don't unpack it at all. I'm like, wait, 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 go back, go well, back. Okay, so what? I actually, I was a little confused on that. Were they saying that the dinosaurs were the first kaiju or were they saying that the destruction thought, of the dinosaurs yeah, was their first was like attempted That's how I like colonization it. of Earth? Because it would have been even more hilarious and stupid if they said dinosaurs were the first really kaiju. really funny if dinosaurs were the first were the first <laughs> I, I took it that the, that those were like the first envoy that the uh, uh, that the I took the it as how they got sent. bodied. I took it as like that big <laughs> fucking slimy monster crushed those hmm. motherfuckers. Interesting. Hey, I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt right now. Wow, nice Pacific Park. Welcome to Pacific Park. <laughs> yeah, all the kaiju. <laughs> They spit acid on a child and then it's asked yet again, why do we put these giant lizards into parks? Why does it keep failing? I still keep remembering that one scene from Jurassic Park 3 where he has the dream on the plane. Do you guys remember this? Have you ever the, seen this? The, the, where he like turns and... <laughs> the animatronic, like... Velociraptor's like, oh, man. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, my myself and my friends thought that was legitimately one of the funniest things ever. Um, and it became like a running bit in um, our like group of friends just be like, Alan. <laughs> That's, it's so it's, it's so a, funny. It's a good moment. It's a good moment. It's very funny. Other thing I wanted to just really quickly call out um, is Pacific Rim had a little dedication um, in the credits to Ishida Honda, who, if you don't know who that is, um, he is the director of most of the original uh, kaiju movies, like the original Sweet. Godzilla, um, Destroy All Monsters, which we'll be watching for next episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and so many nice. other things. He is a fantastic, creative, visionary Um and I just thought that was a really sweet uh, little call out from someone who clearly inspired um, Del Toro a tremendous amount. Yeah, I I, I was just going to say uh, something that's really cool about these that we kind of touched on is how they both like tackle genre. Like I love in Big Hero 6. It's like a like they made the tech guy like the hero of the story, like the dude who like enhances everyone's like hero things or whatever. I thought that was an awesome subversion. Um, and being a superhero movie and also being like 
techie and sci-fi, that's great. And Pacific Rim just being like the big like monster movie, but also like sci- like it felt like Del Toro. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't just like it wasn't just the cheesy like the big monsters like whatever. Like there was such a again like a world like sci-fi element to it that I thought was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So I just I just love those about these movies that they feel so heavily like influenced in genre and such. I do think Big Hero Six like feels more fun but pacific rib is still like a very cool way to do it i don't I know mean, your guys thoughts big monster yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> i think i i agree i think both movies uh have a lot of fun with genre mm-hmm. um i do want to we're 30 minutes in guys and we haven't had the big conversation mm-hmm. um are the these big. movies are these movies big? Oh no! Um, I, I tried to keep <clears throat> I tried to keep a running list of the big things in Big Hero Six. Love the start. It, the movie starts out tiny robots, but they look big. Metaphor: the whole movie, tiny things being big. Hmm. Um, we've got Baymax, uh, Big Marshmallow, Big Hug. Hmm. Uh, big we also hug. have Death of the Brother, Big Sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the big sad the spiritual sequel to the big sick we'll get there i also noticed the white people in this movie all have big noses the like animation style big nose big noses <laughs> big it's nose. like can of worms i don't want right. to open <laughs> <laughs> um yeah those are my big things in uh big hero six what did you guys have other big things in big hero six A big city big city big city um Big, big, dude, like San Francisco. I didn't mention this before, but like, really it's a cool kind of culture that feels like it feels like dystopia, but almost in a positive way. And I feel like we don't see that often. Like, what do you does that mean make by sense? That? I don't know that I see dystopia, like, it, but well, it feels like because that would like never happen. And so it feels like dystopic and almost like a weird futurist like sense of like, oh, these cities come crashing together and then they make something like positive out of it. Um, so I feel like it's futurist, like dystopic in that way. I don't know that I ever got that vibe. Uh, I never imagined oh. that San Francisco <laughs> is a collision of Tokyo and San Francisco in some horrible oh. event, uh, that they then like made well, the no, best not horrible. Of. That's why I said like in a positive way, like I, I don't view it as like a horrible thing, but I just think it's like a f- cool, cool futurist like, uh, thing. I just assumed it's an alternate universe where, that's what I also that it's thought. Just same, same, oh, I, it felt futurist. Sure. Because of like the, the technologies and like the whatever. Yeah. That's fair. I guess I'm more creative than you guys. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I, Alex, I feel like you had something else to compare these or not. Oh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. We've got Big Heart also. Mm-hmm. We've got Big Robots, Big Monsters, Big Ocean, Big City, um, Big Wall, uh, Space Portal, Big Wall. Um, tear down the wall. They do big explosion, big explosion, big, explosion. big sword, big boat, big baby, big baby, big baby. Big baby. Dude, I've always wanted to see a kaiju give for big chin. Ron Perlman is in this movie. <laughs> what if the whole movie was just us watching the birthing scene, but like as a full on like birthing scene? What if like Godzilla was pregnant? Then what? Get to watch. Watch all of a sudden. So the the movie cuts away, and you see that there's this this creature um, out on an operating table, 
has all of a sudden um in like a little hospital mask a, a giant lizard <laughs> walks out like scrubbing yeah. off his hands putting uh yeah. very odd shaped like <laughs> plastic gloves on for his like two fingers uh <laughs> and it's just like lizard noises but like we have subtitles <laughs> like all right now breathe <laughs> <laughs> it's crowding it's crowding uh i'd watch that movie and uh, so I, uh, so it gives birth and then the camera zooms into the eye of the kaiju that's just been born as we um it you get flashing scenes of its entire life um going by until all of a sudden it's dying on the st- streets of hong kong <laughs> and it's pregnant with its own child <laughs> and we never wow. end we never end the movie ever I do say I have a thing with Pacific Rim that left me feeling like wonky because like we're getting towards the end and I just feel like I do love both these movies, but uh, I feel like saying negatives is probably going to help inform our decisions more. Sure. I just felt the whole like one. I'm glad they didn't kiss at the end. Right. But I wish they wouldn't. They would have been more solidly just friends rather than play up the romantic. And I wish I felt like the movie did play up the it's a man and a woman bonding that's never happened and i just like didn't like that i also feel like she didn't really get like she didn't get to make a lot of like the decisions and a lot of like she did in like a crucial point but it just felt like it was just like okay this is the woman making like coming i don't know it just felt like they didn't really handle uh is it maki or Ma- uh, Mako. 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 She, she didn't really like they just it felt like a device a couple of times in it um yeah that, like i feel the exact opposite i think her character is so well developed like her story is so interesting in this movie and she has such like i think a good arc getting through it um like a very i think the revenge story that she has is really interesting like and it's done in a really interesting way I don't know. I kind of, I kind of completely disagree. I think like the, I think like the fact that they don't kiss the fact that they like their connection is so deep, but it's not romantic. Like they, Mm -hmm. I felt like like they tried to make it romantic. I don't think like, like, I think they wanted to, like they're bad at like, I'm bad at timing and like the whole like line where they're like, guys, guys, are you there? Are you like, like i don't know it just felt like i don't think they're trying to make it romantic i think they're trying to like show the depth of connection that you can have that doesn't have to be romantic which is something that's really difficult to portray and i think this movie actually does it really well if you're not looking for it to be romantic i just i don't i like the whole time i didn't want them to be romantic but i felt like it was so i just feel like they did it poorly um i i'm gonna go with alex here on this and felt it 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 very much felt platonic like it was like platonic in the traditional sense that there's this extraordinary amount of intimacy but it's a non um non-sexual non-romantic intimacy um but i i do think i get some of the the feeling that it all like it was on that precipice um because it, it's probably like a bit talked about thing from a lot of people that saw this movie of like why didn't they get together did they get together in the sequel um yeah well I d- yeah i just felt like and even besides the romantic stuff i just feel like she didn't like there there were a lot of moments when they were like fighting together where like he made all the decisions and she didn't get to do a cool, like she's in charge and she also knows how to fight. Like they build her up as like this really good fighter. And I just don't feel like she got, like she was able to fully lead until like the, maybe a second in the very end. 
I just I kind of disagree. Like, she has the whole thing with the sword in that middle fight. Like I, I totally <sighs> disagree with you. I don't know. I, I don't believe her character uh, like was fully fleshed out for <laughs> being as a female lead in this movie. But that's just me. Also, wait, Jake, do you think Big Hero 6 does better with any of the female characters? No. Like, none of the female characters in Big Hero 6 get arcs. No. No. I don't. Well, I think we should probably vote, but there's a a very cute clip from the production um, (laughs) of the child who plays child Mako being like very shy around del toro because he's sort of this like big rotund gentleman um and there's just such like a gender little hug that Ooh. like eventually she you know becomes very comfortable with him sees him as kind of like this you know grandpa lily figure it's literally so cute that's um, so cute i saw that bear. footage before i saw the movie <laughs> <laughs> all right i can go first i actually was pretty on the fence and then jake your last point actually pushed me over the edge i am voting for pacific rim oof because <laughs> i disagree with you so hard yeah i just think I'm standing up for all the women who listen to this podcast and I'm voting for Big Hero 6. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I'm a feminist, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake saying that makes my vote in a very uh, uh, bad spot. <laughs> um, but I'm voting for Pacific Rim. Um, I love Big Hero 6 dearly, but it's big and big, big monster. I don't know, man. It, it more suits my taste, I think. Um, despite big, big all monsters. the the corny acting hell yeah cool hell yeah shall we jump over to I'm so our glad you got to finally watch the whole movie me too i'm glad you liked it i'm glad it wasn't a disappointment <laughs> that to you. would have been so earth-shatteringly like been impossible sad. impossible for this to be <laughs> yeah we recent brackets we've had movies that cater to my tastes very well um and pacific rim is just a continuation of that i know how to pick them <laughs> Uh, with that, we'll hop over to the other side of the bracket um, with Cheaper by the Dozen versus the Big Sick. I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll introduce the Big Sick. Hell yeah. Give Jake a little breather because he just introduced Big Hero 6 40 minutes ago. Yeah, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Big Sick, directed by Michael Schulter, released in 2017. Co-written by uh, Kumal Nanjiani and his real-life wife, Emily Gordon, The Big Sick is inspired by the real romance of these co-writers. It follows Kumal, um, a struggling Pakistani comedian who begins dating grad student Emily Gardner. Um, The seriousness of their relationship comes into question when suddenly um, Emily contracts a mysterious illness. And uh, Kamal is forced to grapple with his feelings against the backdrop of clashing cultural expectations. Uh, It is, in my opinion, a fantastic rom-com slash rom-rom, rom-drom. Um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to either of you two. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, uh, love this movie. Um, I think it's so good. It is such a fun portrayal of the awkwardness of romance new relationships and love why i put it in this bracket well that the the, the it's the sickness is big big sick yeah, big big bracket. Title. that's good yeah, that's good enough yeah. for me dude for this it's bracket big sick. <laughs> yeah, big, big yeah, title. yeah um so what did you guys what you guys think about this one i can go i uh i love this movie i think it's so good um i think it does such a good job of pacing itself 
because the story could end at multiple points throughout, but I think it just, it takes that extra step to really like flesh the stories out and like finish all the narratives in a compelling and interesting way, which is so interesting when it's uh, like a true story or like a retelling of a, a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, which I also forget every time I watch this movie that this is the real life story between him and his wife, which I just think is so beautiful. Um, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah. I think it's so funny and the, their relationship is so cute. It's great. Nice. So, um, I don't know why recently, but cause it used to not be a problem at all, but my laptop was fully charged and now it's at like 8% all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. You, yeah, let's just, we, you can record in another place. Yeah. I'm sure your, your audio will still be fine. Um, I hope your laptop's okay. Maybe it's just really sucking the juice out of it. Sucking. Uh-huh. Really sucking sucking the juice. Sucking juice. Sucking like juice. me and my little juice glass. Oh, juice. <laughs> you guys were saying juice. Oh. Well, if you're offering to get sucked, you Jew. <laughs> <laughs> That's stated. That is, that is stated. <laughs> He's standing. Um, is there any way you could just like be with your laptop underneath the covers of your bed? Uh, if not that's fine no worry you're good you're good no you're good honestly the camera angle is a little bit like it's you know that upward angle it's a little bit imposing it's like i'm Uh, looking up at you from sucking a jew (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a a, a small boy in big old jake's right there (laughs) yeah jake's 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 pretty big jake's big big jakey Big Jakey. I'm about to leave all of this in, and this episode's going to be titled Big Jakey. <laughs> big, big Jakey. All right. Well, if I'm good. Uh, the Big Sick. Yeah. What'd you think? I like the Big Sick. I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a genuinely beautiful little, like, I, I remember being very impressed by this movie when it, uh, when I first saw it, when it first came out. And yeah, it being a real story and how, like, awesome and like sweet it is and it felt like a fresh like rom-com which it's hard for you know rom-coms to feel fresh without for the sake of being fresh i feel like because sometimes they just try to make them just to like sell the rom-com genre um or like have like new year's eve or valentine's day which those are guilty pleasure uh favorites of mine i actually enjoy all those movies uh sue me <laughs> um but yeah I just, I, oh god no way he'll actually sue me <laughs> Yes, please. All I have is this blanket. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. But on the other side, it's going up against Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, 2003, directed by Sean Levy. Yeah, this is about, as you guessed it, Big Family. Steve Martin <laughs> and Bonnie Hunt. They have compromised. Their, this is actually the synopsis. I thought it was so funny online, so I'm reading it. Tom and Kate have compromised their careers to raise 12 children. That is the first lie. <laughs> and that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> they have compromised their careers. Like, that's the whole pitch. Like, can you imagine if people didn't give a shit about their jobs and had 12 kids? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I want the prequel to this movie where it's just them having sex a lot. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So the, Tom coaches, it's you know, football team. It's implied that they still do. 
Yeah. No, no, they're, it's a horny movie. Um, <laughs> we'll get and, into it. <laughs> and like Kate retired from journalism to raise the family. Woo. But things change when Tom's offered a, a, a job in a new city. Um, but it's at the same time, a publisher buys Kate's memoir. So Kate goes on a book tour. Tom's got to be in charge of the kids. <laughs> hijinks ensue. And hijinks ensues, <laughs> and there's no more sex, and it's lame. Uh, but then they have more sex when she gets then back. they have more sex. And it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, this <laughs> I is think such I a might <laughs> Go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> no, what, what, what were you going to say about the sex no, in this no, movie, no. Matthew? No, yeah, no, Matt, what were you going to say about the Matthew, sex What were you going to say about the sex in this movie? <laughs> I, I was just—I was just gonna make a dumb joke that I watched the wrong version. <laughs> I watched the unrated version of Cheaper by the Dozen. A big mistake. What would the porn name for Cheaper by the Dozen be? Cheaper by the Does Her, or deeper, deeper by the Does Her? Deeper by the Does Her. <laughs> yeah, De- I, deeper I, I, Does Her. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there, guys. Tweeted us your porn ver- like <laughs> your porn versions <laughs> of this movie. We'll pick our favorite and make it. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> big offer. Big offer for Jake. <laughs> yeah, because it's a big movie. We love the bracket. Uh, what do you guys think of this movie? I think it's a very like it's just a nostalgic pick. It's such fun. I uh, honestly remember the second one more than the first. I realized. Cheaper by the Dozen 2 is a wild ride. Uh, I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I love that movie. But yeah, how do you how do you guys feel? I actually um I watched this movie for the first time this year. Uh, I had what? never seen it. Yeah, I had never seen it. Um my fiance loves this movie and Interesting. forced me that's to watch big. it. Hey, if we remember loyal listeners, that's big that's big points already. Yeah, uh, it's got the fiance points. Um, So she loves this movie uh, and I love it as well. Um, No nostalgia for me, just pure joy watching this movie. I think it has so many funny moments. I think Ashton Kutcher is so funny in this movie for no reason. He's so funny. Google, if you Google Cheaper by the Dozen, it's the people always ask section. The fourth one down is why is Ashton Kutcher uncredited in this movie? And if you've never seen this movie before, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I just think, like, for the most part, like, the kids are pretty good acting. The, uh, like, hijinks are actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just think it's good. It's a good movie. It's that, like, fun, like, uh, you know, those family movies that came out where they were just having fun with a stupid idea. Um, but what, how do you feel, Matthew? Um. Yeah, so I have seen this movie before. Uh, It turns out I remembered very little of it. Um, I basically only remembered the ending sequence where the one kid runs away. Mark. And rewatching it. It was there was some fun to be had, but I did feel like a lot (laughs) just kind of dragged. I'm like this feel like I don't. How is any of this plot relevant? Um, this is what I felt like for most of the movie because um, it seems like things are just kind of happening and I'm like, all right, okay, we're here now. This is happening. 
it's cheaper by yeah, the desert, and I, man. I, I get, I guess <laughs> the plot, the whole plot premise is just man can't take care of child. Well, it's not man can't take care of child. It's man can't handle 12 children, <laughs> which I think is a very different concept. That's an easier sell. Well, you know that genre of movies where it's like, this man takes care of those kids? Like, <laughs> what? what? Like, kid, man, like, why is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in charge of this guy? Why is Dave Batista, who kills people on the side, taking care of this kid? Uh, I love yeah. that genre. Why don't they do it with like women? Do they ever do it with women? They should subvert it. They should. Have- I, I think the reason that doesn't happen is because the whole trope they're playing on is man, not homemaker, yeah. man, do <laughs> That's job. Why they should subvert it. Um, Oh, Vin Diesel, the pacifier. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, there are a lot of these movies, especially with like big burly boys, because society wants to view burly boys as the burly man don't want they child. Should do one with like, uh, they should do one with just like a scrub. They should do one with like Jay Baruchel instead. Just be like, that guy definitely <laughs> can't take care of kids. That guy can't. They should take just care do one with actors like, we know uh, they shouldn't be near children. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see um, Seth Rogen do. Oh God. I feel like this movie, though, I'm trying to think of a movie that's the same concept from before this movie. Like this was 2003. Technically, this like, one. I feel like a lot of the ones that I know this came remake? after this. Technically, right? Yeah, this is a remake. It is. Oh, of like a mm-hmm. 1950s idea wow. or something. Yeah, that I know nothing wow. about other than. Um, there's a big family, and I'm assuming there are 12 kids. Dude, you should check out the poster <laughs> for the old Cheaper by the Dozen, because there's a baby in the front seat who just looks, like, pissed to be there. It's pretty Is it, like, funny. in an old-timey car? Yeah. His hat's, like, raised. Do you see that baby? Wow, that baby looks miserable. Okay, wait. I have to call something out, because this movie, I agree with Alex, started, like, a, a like big family movies started hitting us in the early 2000s feels very early 2000s a cheaper by the dozen comes out in 1950 recommended is bells on their toes yeah um and it's a it's a in 1952 (laughs) it's another big family movie um of people trying to take care of 12 kids so apparently back in the 50s So twice, <laughs> twice, Cheaper by the Dozen has spurred a momentum of a big classic family movies. T- a tale as old as time. Okay, I think this is fucking what? hilarious because wow. it said people also search for The Sopranos. So, big family, <laughs> but very different energy, Google. Anyway, summary of my thoughts. Um, I felt some of it dragged. I was like, lots of nostalgia. Well, some nostalgia, um, but overall, it, it's a, like a pretty fun ride. I was just a little like, why is this happening? Uh, also, the last thing I want to call out, I guess we're basically just jumping into talking about these movies. Yeah. Um, the kids are such little, 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 shits. little, little yeah, little wide children, They're wild. wild. Um, which again, any reasonable person could not take care of these 12 <laughs> kids alone. Like it's not just him. And it, it also, so what I think this movie does well narrative wise is it plays at like man can't take care of kids, but any single real uh, reasonable person could not take care of these 12 kids. And the mother didn't take care of the kids alone either. Like they both had these big uh, career moves that made it. So neither of them were able to Right. Wow. 
And so like it like follows him. But I think the mother also has a really interesting like dynamic character and story mm-hmm. in this movie that I think could have been easily overlooked. Um, and so I appreciate that. I had a crush on Allison Stoner because we're like the same. No, we're not really the same age. She's she's old. We're the same. I was going to say she'd be like 15 years older than you. <laughs> oh, were you thinking of? Hillary I thought Duff? you. No, no, no. I was thinking of the a different the old eldest daughter. Oh, um, not Hillary Duff. Isn't it Hillary uh, Duff? Hillary Duff is the second oldest. The daughter. one who's with Ashton Kutcher. Oh. <laughs> Why is Ashton Kutcher <laughs> uncredited? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's I so also funny. think Hillary Duff's character in, in this movie is pretty funny because she's basically just like playing her character from Lizzie McGuire. Like it, it's just that same character that she plays, uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, it's just Lizzie McGuire. I looked up Hillary Duff and the <laughs> first article is, oops, Hillary Duff accidentally dyed her hair green. <laughs> okay wow we've uh we've really <laughs> really riveting content here from the boys holy, Duff shit. Cut. holy shit the Big second content. article is like hillary Duff had Big a stories. green hair accident what's happening <laughs> yes, wow are these recent articles we're in the the green hair wow. timeline guys we're so timely we're so relevant we, Look at our content. we always oh, yeah. are tweet um, us if you're concerned about <laughs> hillary duff's green hair incident uh yeah Go ahead and so do that. how we compare how we compare these movies. What you guys got? Family. <laughs> Family. The Diesel Family. would shit himself as a guest Family. on this show. Or Dom. Isn't that his name? Dom Trabaco. Uh yeah. Dominic Toretto from well, the I Fast just said and the Dom Furious Trabajo, movies. Is it like Dom work? So that was wrong. <laughs> uh yeah. Family. Wow. What do we guys think? Yes, I, I I, I do think, obviously, that family is very, very central to both of these stories, <laughs> as we kind of talked about with Cheaper by the Dozen of that, you know, this this familial unit needs plenty of care and attention that you need both of the active parents to really make your way through these 12 crazy kids or only 11 of them mm-hmm. at home, really, whereas I think Big Sick, it's obviously a very different approach because it's not big family. Um, but I do think it's maybe big family values. Ooh, like Adam's family Whoa. values. Yeah, or big cultural values. Can I go on a tangent really quick to interrupt you? <laughs> yep, go for does it. it piss anyone, does it piss anyone else <laughs> off that in Cheaper by the Dozen, there are 12 kids, but they're the bakers. So it's a baker's dozen, but it's only 12 kids. Well, that's why they got to fucking make more. And they plan to. I think both of these movies do family pretty good. I think obviously uh, the big sick goes in a much more, I think a much more personal comparison between what family means like on a broader sense, rather than uh cheaper by the dozen, I think largely is specifically about parenthood, mm-hmm. which the big sick does touch as well, but it's more about like, who do you love? Like, how do you choose the person you love? Like, how do you choose your family? Yeah. I, I think yeah. that what sort of encapsulates that feeling in the big sick is the, um, Emily's father's line, loving someone this much sucks. Um, as his daughter lays in a coma, yeah. trying to recover from a sickness that no one's been able to tell them what it is, um, is a really powerful sentiment of how painful, um, it can be. You got any thoughts on family, Jake? I see your little nose. 
<laughs> I just I keep <laughs> looking at myself and I look ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the big sick, obviously, a person of a much more personal avenue, as we discussed. I think Cheaper by the Dozen is like a fud, funny way to talk about it. And I think they, you know, explore it a little bit more emotionally. Maybe in the second one. Do I just like the second one better? Did I do another oopsie? I don't know. Maybe. Well, so I think <clears throat> I really like the second one because it's got Eugene Levy yeah. and he's great. But I think the the issue with the second one is it repeats a lot of the jokes from the first one. Mm-hmm. Like there's the dog biting the crotch yeah. and doing all that, you know? Nice. <laughs> but it's also got Taylor Lautner, which That's is pretty what I'm fun. Saying, though. Really? Is it like a young mm-hmm. Taylor Lautner? It's the same. Young Taylor Lautner is Alison Stoner's uh, uh, love sense. interest. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I've never. I don't know if I've, I'm I don't like, think I've seen the second one. They're at like camp and they have to do a camp. I don't think you guys feel the same way I do. I'm like pretty sad that these movies are going up against each other in the first round. Because for me, these movies are finals territory. <laughs> like I could see both of these movies in the finals in a, in a universe. I love that. And so I'm kind of sad that they're going up against each other. I feel sad about most of the matchups in this bracket because they're also fun when the night um has an- got- thanks jake um so something i, w- I do want to call out from the big sick a very little thing um they're in emily's apartment um it's it's kumal and uh, her parents and they had just spent the day at the hospital with <laughs> with emily um and they're like, oh, you know, like we're like, let's just drink some wine. Then they go, actually, you know, need something stronger. What does she have whiskey? Uh, and he's like, yeah, on top of the fridge. They pull down a bottle to any keen eyed oh, viewers. Yeah. What kind of whiskey is it? Uh, that's Mitchers, um, Mitchers. Presumably small batch. Yeah. It's a uh, pretty good. Sure. It was uh, apple juice. And no, I'm sure it was Mitchers. Um, it's also pretty hard to find um, a lot of places. So, this grad student out there shelling out a little bit of cash for some decent whiskey. Could have been a gift. Could have been a grad gift or something. That's true. That's true. You know, she mm. she's not rolling in buying your cheap, like, $20 bottle. You know, she probably spent, like, 50 to 60 bucks on that. Damn. So, Imagine yeah. having 50 to 60 you know bucks. And then her parents drink it. Her parents and her ex-boyfriend <laughs> drink a whole bottle. So. Dude, imagine coming out of a coma and <laughs> excited to drink your, you favorite whiskey. your favorite whiskey and your fucking ex-boyfriend shared it with you that's pretty fucked guys ray romano is in this movie we haven't talked Dude, about that ice age is in this movie that's pretty wild he like actually is really oh, good in this yeah. movie hmm. yeah i agree i i was like jarred by his appearance in this movie but i was pretty excited for <laughs> I, it. For, I totally forgot he was the dad yeah. and then he they were like there and I was like, oh, yeah, that's really good casting. <laughs> I mean, is it better casting than Ashton Kutcher? I really don't know. But yeah, that's where I'm struggling. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my struggle. I watched um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. It's a pretty good movie Should that have been in. Why didn't bracket? you put that in the bracket? I could have big star, big star. She's a big star. That's the beauty of the big bracket. Anything goes <laughs> in <laughs> this territory. Nah, not um, the little hours. Featuring Jared Leto. Yeah, that's fair. Because it was a bad movie and no one should. Or of Mice and Men. Because mice. mice are small. <laughs> but Lenny. Oh, Lenny Big. Lenny Big. Holy shit. Lenny do be kind of Lenny, big, though. Lenny, Lenny Big. <laughs> Guys, do we have any um, idea what we want to vote for slash talk about more? 
I don't know what I want to talk about, but I know what I want to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, are you set? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't wait, Alex. <sighs> you're like okay. you're torn. So I, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm 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 ready to vote. Okay. I'm torn because I want to vote one way, but I feel like I have to vote the other way. So what I'm going to say here before we jump into this vote, um, I want to sincerely apologize to whatever one loses because you did not get a, <laughs> a fair showing in the tough cut. <laughs> uh, we spent half the time talking about if nonsense. We, if we have any fans of whatever movie <laughs> loses, dude, Sorry create your own podcast so you can talk all about it this is our show <laughs> and we're gonna talk about hillary duff's green hair accident and you can't stop us and for that reason i'm actually voting for cheaper by the dozen because i want to talk more about hillary duff's green hair um and i am voting for the big sick <laughs> there was never any doubt jake you have ruined me yeah because my fiance will never forgive me if I don't vote for cheaper by the dozen until it gets to the finals. Uh, but I very badly want to vote for the big sick. Follow your heart. <gasps> your heart. Or your fiance's. Well, that, that is you know, his heart. You got to right? do what you got to do. Hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second ever guest appearance here on the tough this cut. Pretty funny. Marina, am I going to be in trouble if I don't vote for Cheaper by the Dozen? <laughs> I'm voting for Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Matt. With a very heavy heart, um, Cheaper by the Dozen advances over the big six. What was the second But I get it, Alex. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Keep yourself safe out there. Friend. I feel like <laughs> I feel like my my picks that I don't expect to move forward. <laughs> they're the only ones who ever move forward, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> I love the big sick. Uh, and the the big sick is such a good movie. The, the new trend of Matthew's movies never advancing beyond the first round <laughs> oh, continues no. for a for a. <laughs> I think Bruh. I think you'll be you'll get Third at least bracket. one in this this second. We'll see. We'll see. Um, speaking of next episode and the next picks, we've got Destroy All Monsters versus Big Man Japan. Uh, that should be a really fun. I cannot fun wait one. for you guys to watch Big Man <laughs> Japan. I cannot wait. You guys, are, we're gonna have so much fun with it and Destroy All Monsters. Honestly, I'm excited. Yeah, and then. They're both great. They're both great. And then on the other side, um, we've got Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs versus Promare. Big food. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is the only movie on this side of the rack that I've seen. So I'm so excited to watch the other three. They should be. Uh, it should be really interesting. The the kaijus <laughs> of the top versus uh, big food and anime on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It should be a good time. Thank you so much for. Um, audience thank you so much for putting up with us today uh, it was a wild RPG, but we got through it we got through it was, it. A, it was a chaotic one but here we are out on the other side um let us know if you like this style of real good good combo real hillary duff hair dye in gridens do you prefer um bed jake or closet jake let <laughs> yeah, us know you can <laughs> yeah, the chaotic energy of, of Bed Jake or um, the 
analytical closet jake get you a man who can do both um f- follow us on all the socials at tough oh, yeah, we have stuff to say. um tell a friend whose family is bigger than six people about the show <laughs> or tell someone you want to start a family of 12 with mm. someone who you're tell willing to do your, your career <laughs> to, to add 12 kids <laughs> with <laughs> Guys, we, we really do appreciate y'all. Uh, we're having fun here, and we hope you are too. Uh, big, big goodbye. Everyone give them a big goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.